people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, Increase the consistency of your performance, which means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail with very little variation from moment to moment and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Work on your game dot live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Everything that happens to you by this point, from age 21 on, everything that happens to you is attracted to you by you. Everything that happens to you is your fault or your responsibility. Whatever words you want to use, either way, it's on you. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves anyone, including yourself. 
to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today, as promised, we are going into part two of two of this mini series on how the law of attraction really works. Because a lot of people do not understand it. They have this has been bastardized. And I was surprised to realize I had never done an actual episode specifically on it, but we are solving that problem right now. But before we get into this, three things you need to know. Number one, get my daily motivation text by texting me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. Every day when I send that message out, get guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. Everyone in my community, which will now include you, will receive that message. Number two, if you haven't yet read my book, The Mirror of Motivation, that book is all about how you show up, your being, your energy. Like we talked about in yesterday's episode, we're going to talk about more here today. You don't have that book. You need it because that book will help you change your vibration and energy which will lead to a change in your actions, which leads to a change in your results. If that sounds like something that you want, you like that formula, go to mirrorofmotivation.com. And guess what? I'll give you the book for free. I will give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. I'll send you a copy of the book. And number three, if you are interested in making more money in your business, I want you to understand that there are certain things that people who are in the top 1% of their professions, there are certain things that they do that the 99% are not doing. Not because necessarily that you're unaware of it, simply because people have not implemented it. But let me explain to you what they are. And then you could tell me what has kept you from doing those things. Go to workonyourgame.net. That training is completely free. You can take about 45 minutes of your time. Also, any of you who's interested in being coached directly by me, you want to be in my coaching program. I have one coaching program. So if you want to be in it, here's how to get in it. Go there, workonyourgame.net. Watch the training. At the end of the training, near the end of it, a link is going to pop up where you can schedule a time to get on a call with me. And we can talk about you working directly with me in my coaching program. Again, that's at workonyourgame.net. So now with all those things out of the way, let's get into the topic here today, which is again, part two of two on how the law of attraction really works. So we're just going to pick up on where we left off yesterday. So yesterday was point number three. We'll pick up on point number four. Now, I don't want you to get this misconstructed from where we left off yesterday and start to think that just because you have a certain energy that any unorganized action will lead to the results that you want, because that would also be an inaccurate formula, just like the inaccurate formula of thinking positively is going to lead to you having what you want. Those are both inaccurate formulas. So let me tell you the rest of the story. All right, you need the whole thing. Your being is based on a triumvirate of three things, physiology, focus, and internal conversation. All three, physiology, focus, and internal conversation. What do those three things mean? Number one, physiology. What are you doing with your body? Right, how you are using your body matters. Number two, what are you focused on out of all your options in the moment? You can focus on a lot of things, even right now. What are you choosing to focus on? And number three, what are you telling yourself about your current situation, your current state, your current object of focus? Here's the good news about all three of these. You have a choice in all three at all times. You can choose what to do with your body, your physiology. You can choose what to focus on and you can choose what your internal conversation is at all times. It's when we make poor choices or no choices at all that we get the law of attraction going in the wrong direction and bringing us things that we don't want. When you don't utilize all of what the law of attraction is about, not just the pieces that are convenient for you. So what you need to do is build habits that make disciplines out of what you do with your body, make disciplines out of what you pay attention to and make disciplines out of your internal conversation. So you see how this all works? See, I told you that it's those three things, but understand it's not just knowing that is those three things. It's how do we put a process or a system in place 
so that you are always doing things that are moving you in the direction that you want with those elements, not just hoping that they work out. How can you have your physiology going the way you want it to go all the time, not just randomly? How can you have your focus where you need it to be all the time, not just randomly? We just did a two-part series on focus just a few days ago here. Let me tell you what episode that was. Well, by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be a little bit more than a few days ago. But let me see what episode that was. That was episode number 2360 and 2361, where we talked about how to concentrate the strategies and the tactics. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, it was just about when you're hearing this about three weeks ago. So make sure you go listen to those two episodes on how to concentrate, which is a subform of focus. So what you want to do here is build the habits that allow you to do this. And I talk about how to do that in my book, The Third Day, also in the Work On Your Game System Manual. Also, any of you who's ever been coached by me, you know, one of the main things that we work on, that we focus on, that we start with is let's put processes and systems in place. Take the stuff that you want and make them regular occurrences, not random occurrences, but regular occurrences. How do we do that? You do that by following a process. Is everybody with me here? So as we continue on, we're still on point number four here. The reason that you build these habits is you want these habits to become disciplines and start to work off of their own energy, which means the positive outcomes that you want will happen automatically, not because you have to remind yourself to do them, not because you have to think about doing them. Let me ask you a question here. How much easier would your success be if you didn't have to consciously think about what are the things you need to do to be successful every day, but you were just following a system that was already in place to where you were doing it habitually, meaning you're not even thinking about it. It's just happening on its own. It's not that you're sitting on the couch doing nothing, but you are operating by habit. And when you're doing things by habit, it's unconscious. It's involuntary and it's unconscious. You just do it without thinking. Like any of you who has shoes on today that have laces, you tied your shoes today. You probably didn't consciously think about it. It just became a habit because you did it so often and you have a process for doing it. You were taught a process when you were three years old. Now you don't have to think about it anymore. And you tied your shoes how many times? Thousands, right? How would you like your success to work the same way? Because it can, you just have to have the right formula. So this is what sets you on a path of putting your success on autopilot. Point number five. Today's topic, once again, we're talking how the law of attraction really works as opposed to how many people have bastardized it. Point number five. So this whole thing is supposed to tell us about something about attraction, right? Isn't what this whole series is supposed to be talking about attracting anything? All right. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Let's talk about that now. All right. So now here on point number five, we're going to talk about the actual attraction part. Your consistent energies, thoughts, habits, actions, and disciplines lead to a certain set of outcomes and results. This is what most people call the law of attraction based on your consistent inputs. But you see, most people call the law of attraction. They don't understand the whole picture. But based on your consistent inputs, you attract people, ideas, opportunities, consequences, successes, and failures into your life based on your consistent inputs. So by the time you get to around age 21, you've been alive and in control of your own mind for long enough that damn near everything that happens to you was attracted by you in some way, shape, or form, even if you didn't do it on purpose. Let me repeat that one. I want to make sure this one sinks in deeply with everybody listening. By the time you get to around age 21, at this point, you have had control of your mind for a long time, and you don't just get control of your mind when you turn 18. You had control of your mind when you were probably around eight or nine years old. So you've had over a decade of being in control of your thoughts, 
whether you were aware of the fact you had the option or not, you had it, even if you didn't know, ignorance is not an excuse. But for long enough, had control the way that you think. You can know that you can choose your thoughts or you have had the ability to choose your thoughts, whether you use it or not is up to you. And everything that happens to you by this point, from age 21 on, everything that happens to you is attracted to you by you. Everything that happens to you is your fault or your responsibility, whatever words you want to use. Either way, it's on you. Everything that happens to you is on you. That's the stuff you want and the stuff that you don't want. You have attracted it in some way. Yes, you. Now, somebody's listening to this right now and saying, well, Dre, I kind of get what you're saying, but you lost me right there on that point because, and then you start to think of some scenario where something happened that was completely not in your control. It was part of that 99% that you don't control that I talk about all the time, not in the 1%, 99%. And somebody else did something that you did not make them do. You did not ask them to do. You didn't put yourself in a position for them to do it. Well, you kind of did, but you weren't trying to. And they did something that affected you. And now it's affecting your life. And now you had to deal with it. And this was 100% not your fault or your responsibility. So you're wondering, Dre, how the hell can you say something like that? That everything that happens to you after the age of 21 is somehow your fault slash responsibility? Good question. Let me answer it. I'm giving you an example. There was a Saturday night not too long ago when I decided, personally, I decided around 7.30 p.m. that I wanted to go get a bowl from Chipotle. Now, the Chipotle that is closest to me is, I mean, technically I could walk there. It's probably about a mile and a half. I wanted to walk there. I wasn't going to walk a mile and a half, at least not at that moment, to go get Chipotle. So I decided I would drive the mile and a half to go get my Chipotle. I ordered it on a Chipotle app. In order to go get it, I could either drive the seven minutes, roughly, to go get it, or I could have it delivered either way. Now, I personally, I'm not a person who really likes ordering food delivery. I think delivery people take too long. I'd rather go get it myself. So I decided I was going to drive. So what I realized a few minutes later after I you know, got in my vehicle and I started to drive to Chipotle was that the Miami Heat, who play their home games close to where I live, they had a game that night. And any of you has ever lived near an arena, a sports arena, you may know. And if you don't know, know this, that when there's a game, same time that you're trying to drive, that there's a ton of traffic happening in your area. Streets get blocked off and all this stuff. So what could be a seven minute trip could become a 37 minute trip was exactly what happened to me. So there was all this traffic and the drive took longer than expected. Then in addition to the drive being longer than expected, one of the drawbridges here in Miami that you know, goes over the Miami River, one of the bridges went up, which means there was a boat going through the river and it had to go under the bridge. So the bridge, they basically, you know, the drawbridge goes up. So traffic has to stop on both sides until the boat passes and the bridge goes back down. This takes a good amount of time, usually a few minutes at least, and it backs up traffic even more. So my whole trip didn't even take seven minutes, didn't take 37, it took about 45 minutes. And I was hoping the whole thing would take 15. The whole thing took about 45. By the time I was coming back, the coast was pretty much clear. But going there, it would took me 45 minutes. It took me a long time. And then it was pretty quick to come back. Now, I'm telling you all that to ask you the following question. Did Dre attract all of that traffic on Saturday night? Was that traffic that I had to sit in, the fact that I sat in the traffic, not the traffic itself, but the fact that I sat in that traffic and what could have been a 15-minute trip became a 45-minute trip, was that my fault? Was that my responsibility? And did I attract it? The answer is the same to all three questions. What do you think? This is a yes or no question. Was it my fault? Did I attract it? And was all of that my responsibility? The answer is yes. All of it was I attracted that situation into my life. The fact that I sat in traffic for 45 minutes was attracted by me. The fact that what could have been a seven minute trip was a 45 minute trip was attracted by me. The fact that I was sitting in traffic to go get my Chipotle and when I got home, the food wasn't even hot anymore. I had to heat it up again. All of that was my responsibility. All of it was my fault. All of it. Now, you might be saying, Dre, all right, I'm kind of getting you, but I don't know. I think you're going a little bit too far with this one. What do you mean? Let me explain to you what I mean by asking you a few questions. Who 
decided to live in the neighborhood that I live in that's close to the Miami Heat's arena, therefore is affected by traffic anytime that there's an event or a game at the Miami Heat's arena. Who did that? Who made that decision? The world didn't make that decision. The universe didn't make that decision. I made that decision. So that's one part that's on me. Let's ask another question. Who decided to wait until 7.30 p.m. to order food on the same night that the Miami Heat had a game at home? God didn't do that. People who went to the 20,000 people who went to the Heat game that night didn't do it. Chipotle did not do it. They were open all day. Who decided to wait till 7.30 to order food? I did. Let me ask another question. Who decided to order Chipotle when I could have got something that was within walking distance of where I live? I wouldn't need to drive. Therefore, I wouldn't have been affected by the traffic. I didn't have to get Chipotle. Chipotle ain't the only place in Miami I could get food from. Why did I decide, or who decided rather, to get Chipotle when I could have got something else? I did. All of these were my doing. My choices ended up working together, let's just say, to attract the outcome that I just told you about. Choices I made led to that outcome. Some of you might think this is kind of extreme, that I'm going to the extreme to prove my point. You can call it whatever you want, but the point is still proven and the point is still accurate. Here's the point. Everything that happens to you happens because of you. Everything. You're in a relationship with a jerk or someone who you're like regretting why you ever got to dealing with this individual. Well, who decided to get with that person? You did. You're in traffic right now and it's heavy traffic and you're going to be late for your appointment or late for work or you're going to run out of gas or you're hungry or your kids in the backseat crying and they're getting on your nerves or it's hot outside and your AC is not working. Who decided to leave the house at the time that you left the house? You did. Everything that happens to you happens because of you. Everything. This that I'm describing here is the ownership and responsibility that comes with power. Power that you have over your life means you also have ownership and responsibility over your life. Ownership and responsibility, folks, do not only apply to the things that you want, they apply to the things that you don't want. So something that you don't want happens in your life, you still have ownership of that just as much as you have ownership over the things that you wanted. You don't accept ownership and responsibility only when it's convenient for you. You accept it at all times. And it applies to everything. The more you are willing to accept this, the more power you will have because now you're taking power and ownership over everything that takes place in your life. I mean, as simple as that. And when you take ownership over things, you have power over them. What you won't own has power over you. Point number six. I think this is our last point. Today, we are talking about the law of attraction, how it actually works. Now, with all of this, now you can see how you are working for and with the law of attraction. So the question is, how do you get the law of attraction to work for you? Because that's really what Many people, when they talk about the law of attraction, if you think positive, you get positive, you think negative, you get negative. Many people think that's how you get the law of attraction to work for you. No, that's not how you get the work for you. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how we can flip this equation around and get the law of attraction to start doing the things that you want it to do and actually do them on your behalf. How can you get the law of attraction on your payroll, basically, and get it working for you and you're paying it with your life, not with money? These are good questions. So here's how. First of all, let's remember that all outcomes leave clues. Maybe you have heard the saying that success leaves clues. That's very true. But here's one that you don't hear. Failure leaves clues. Success and failure both leave clues. Just the thing is, when people fail, often nobody goes and examines the clues because nobody wants to sit around and look in detail at somebody who failed. But you should because there's a lot to learn in failing. Jim Rohn talked about this. He said, you know, people who fail, he said, anybody who wants to be successful should go find someone who failed, buy them lunch, sit down with them for an hour and just ask them, how they screwed up their opportunity to be successful. How did they mess up? What are the things they did that caused them to become a failure? Jim Rohn said, you know, at 
conferences and stuff, you usually have people who have created some level of success who get on stage and speak. He said people can learn just as much from failures that they got up on stage and spoke, but nobody wants to pay a failure money to give a speech. So we don't get to hear from them, but there's a lot that can be learned from them. So I want you to understand that the clues that success leaves, failure leaves the same clues, different clues, but they leave the same amount of clues. Put it that way. I guess what also leaves clues? Randomness. Mediocrity leaves clues. Randomness leaves clues. All you need to do is look around in your life for the things that you want, then look for the clues that indicate why those things took place. This is a skill of what we call deductive reasoning. So you have inductive reasoning and deductive reasoning. Inductive reasoning is when you take a whole bunch of parts and you put them together so that you can understand how something is. Inductive, you're putting all things together. You're bringing them in and putting them together. Deductive reasoning, on the other hand, is you take something that already is together and you break it down. You take it apart to figure out how it came together. That's what we call deductive reasoning. So deductive reasoning means take an outcome that you already can observe and to figure out why that outcome happened, you have to break it down and take the pieces apart so you can figure out what pieces led to what outcome. That's what we call deductive reasoning. So when I say failure, randomness, and success leave clues, what you need to do is deductively reason how those outcomes happen. This will have you employing your skill of discernment and judgment. And here's a shortcut. If you may not be that sharp at this or it's just work that you just don't want to do, go find yourself a coach, go join a mastermind, and ask the people who you are being coached by or a masterminding with, Ask them to break it down because there's going to be somebody there that can break these things down and explain them to you. And if you go to workonyourgame.net, you're interested in working with me. This is what I do for a living, by the way. So, for example, if you want to find out the clues that led to a person being in great shape, would you look at someone who is out of shape and sick or would you look at someone who is in great shape and healthy? If you wanted to figure out what clues make somebody be in great shape, would you look at somebody who's in great shape or someone who's not in great shape? Of course, you look at somebody who's already in shape. Looking for clues that lead to someone being in great financial space, would you look at someone who is broke, busted, and disgusted, or you look at someone who is making the kind of money that you want to make, or at least somebody who's helping other people do it? Of course. So I, for example, I'm in a marketing business. I don't know everything about marketing. Now, there are people out there who know more than me. I know a good amount, but there are people who know even more than me and they know different stuff than me. So what do I do? I look for the clues. The clue is I look for people who are at marketing events, people who are where people who are doing well in marketing show up and exchange ideas. So I make sure I go to marketing events, make it my business to be in the room so I can learn more about marketing from people who know more about it than I do. All right, so in those events, what do I get? I get information. I get to glean insights. I get to meet people who can help me get better at the things that I want to be better at. By being in that room, I get the law of attraction working for me. Why? Because hanging around people who are on the frequency and the wavelength of doing business in the marketing world. And guess what I'm trying to do? Do business in the marketing world. So where should I be? around other people who are doing business in the marketing world. If you want to be an athlete, you should be hanging out at the gym. You want to be a lawyer, you should be hanging out wherever lawyers hang out. You want to be a doctor, hang out where the doctors hang out. You need to be where the people who are already doing the thing that you want to do are at because they are probably on the wavelength that you need to be at so that you can do the same thing that they're doing and get the results that they got. So you get the law of attraction working for you by making sure you are putting yourself, place strategy, folks, placement strategy, putting yourself in the place where it's going down, whatever it happens to be. But remember, the be, do, have process. So what I just explained, what I just gave you, the be, do, have process. Look what I just said. Number one, get in the mindset of wanting to learn more about a subject. Number two, take the actions of buying the ticket or going to the event or whatever it is you're going to do to get into that space. And number three, as a result of those, you have the result of meeting people and getting information that can help you do your marketing business even better.
You see how that's the beat you have principle working all at once, all at the same time. Get the mindset that you want to do something. Then you take some actions, at least from what you know, that can get you around the people who already have mastered that mindset. And because of that, you're going to start to have some of it rub off on you. That's how it works. It's a simple example, but it's an accurate example. So now that you understand how the law of attraction actually works, let's recap today's class was part two of two on how the law of attraction really works. Point number four, just because you have a certain energy, unorganized action does not simply lead to the results that you want. That is an inaccurate formula. So the rest of this is that you need the physiology, the focus, and the internal conversation. What are you doing with your body? What are you focusing on? And what are you telling yourself about that object of focus? And what you want to do is build habits and systems that turn into disciplines that do these things and the way that you want them to go all the time. And they basically become, they get on autopilot. And most successful people already have these things on autopilot. You can do the exact same thing. My book, The Mental Workbook, I explain how to do it. Number five, we're supposed to be talking about some form of attraction, right? So here's what it is. Your consistent energies, thoughts, habits, actions, and discipline lead to a certain set of results. Most people call this the law of attraction. Based on your consistent inputs, you attract people, ideas, opportunities, consequences, successes, and failures in your life. And I am saying everything that happens to you and around you happens because of you. There is something that you did that led to that situation being that situation. This is the extreme ownership concept. This is you taking full ownership of your situation because the more ownership you're willing to take on, the more power you have, the more power you have, the more responsibility. When you have a high level of responsibility, you can respond. You have the ability to respond to pretty much anything. Anything you won't be responsible for, you don't have the ability to respond to, which means you become a subject or a victim of you know, whatever that thing decides to do because you didn't take responsibility. Now you got to be holding to someone who does. So when I took my trip to go get to Fort Wade, it should have took 10 to 15 minutes and it took 45 minutes. That was my responsibility. It's my responsibility because I should have known not to wait so long to go get to Fort Wade in the evening. Secondly, I should have known that the Heat had a game that night and probably shouldn't be driving anywhere. Also should have known, well, it was me who decided to order Chipotle. So the fact that I ended up in that situation was because of me, because I'm the only reason I was on the way to go get it in the first place. Now, everything that happens to you folks happens because of you. When you take ownership of things, you have power over them. Number six, now you can see how you are working and how the law of attraction is working for, with, or against you. So how do you get it working for you? Flip this equation around, get the law of attraction to do things that you wanted to do on your own behalf. So success leaves clues, failure leaves clues, randomness and mediocrity also leave clues. All you got to do is look around in your life for the things that you want and look for the clues to indicate why those things took place. This is what we call deductive reasoning. So if you want to find out the clues that led to someone being in great shape, which look at someone who's already in great shape or someone who's not. Anything you want to do, find someone who's already doing it or helping other people do it and learn from that person. All right. So get the law of attraction working for you. Notice this be, do, have process. Get in the mindset first, do an action that commits you, and then you get the outcome. Mindset, committed action, outcome. In that order. And don't leave any words out. All that being said, text me to get my daily motivation straight to your phone every single day. My number is 305-384-6894. Go to workonyourgame.net. Also, get access to my free training. Five things the people in the top 1% are doing, the bottom 99% are not doing. It's at workonyourgame.net. And if you haven't yet gotten your tickets to my next live event called Working Your Game Live, taking place February 3rd and 4th here in Miami, Florida, go to workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I will see you there. Work on your game. Dre all day. 
have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894. Nine, four.